0: Hello, and welcome to the Zurich Life Podcast. My name is Dean Slattery, and I'm joined today by Zurich's Head of Investment Development, Richard Temple. This investment podcast does not constitute an offer and should not be taken as a recommendation from Zurich. Advice should always be sought from an appropriately qualified professional. You can also subscribe through both the iOS and Android systems, which will allow you to download and listen to this podcast offline. Today, we are going to speak about recent market events that have made the headlines, what this might mean for investors and what the Zurich Investment's outlook is in relation to Zurich funds. So
1: good morning, Richard. Good morning, Ian, how are you?
0: I'm well, I'm well, thank you. And I hope all the same with you. Indeed, indeed. indeed. So I might just kick us off with the first question, Richard, I suppose. Um, November started out quite strongly, but was hit by a number of concerns as the month progressed. Before we get into the detail of the individual asset classes, would you be able to give me an overview of the main market highlights?
1: Yeah, well, I think um, we saw many markets hit all-time highs in the first part of November. Um, The US stock market, the German stock market, the French stock market, which hit an all-time high uh, from 20 years ago. Uh, so markets continued uh, strong progress we've seen during the year. But then towards the end of the month, we saw some volatility creep in relating mainly to obviously the new um, variant of the virus uh, and some more concerns over relatively high inflation, which we think is transitory, but is causing the markets some concern. So markets for the whole month actually were were, were not particularly strong. Um, the overall uh, stock market in euro terms actually was in positive territory, but that was only because the U.S. stock market held up reasonably well, and in euro terms was actually in positive territory. If it hadn't been for that, you know, the world stock market in euro terms would have would have would have come off quite a bit during the month of November. Um, but we remain positive on equities, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure, later on, Ian.
0: It is interesting, as you say, that despite the news flow around COVID and inflation, that it was a a positive month uh, for equity investors. You you mentioned the the world equity number of 0.6 in November. But what were some of the more, um, I suppose, beneath the surface
1: uh, movements in terms of different geographies and sectors that we saw within equity markets? Well, again, if we look at local currency returns, there was nowhere that was positive during November because the last number of days of November were very weak. Uh, It's just that the euro currency was was a weak currency again during November, which meant that euro currency returns from some of the non-euro areas um, were were stronger than you you might think. So overall, um, the best performing market in local currency terms was the US, which was down about a percent. The worst was Hong Kong, down about 7%. So not a particularly good month. Hong Kong was hit by um, further Chinese restrictions on on property companies in Hong Kong, which which, which hurt that market. So overall markets were were, were not particularly strong, but just due to the fact that the euro currency was was, um, weak. And that meant that the US market managed to be in positive territory in euro terms which gave the overall world market a positive return. And we've got to remember that the US stock market now represents you know, two thirds of the global stock market. So it's very influential as to overall returns.
0: And in terms of some of the sector movements, in terms of we've, we've talked about technology quite a lot in in, in recent years. Um, would it be fair to say that that technology has, has continued to, to, to have a good run um, across the month of November?
1: Yes, I mean, last year, um, 2020, technology was by far the strongest sector in, in in the global stock markets, and energy was the worst. This year, started this year, we saw energy sector, as far as the, sh- the share prices of energy companies, rise pretty dramatically. Um, although last month we saw the opposite, we saw energy stocks come off quite a bit by about 5%. But technology, which started the year reasonably in, in quiet fashion, has been particularly strong the last number of months, the earnings coming out of technology companies have been very strong. Technology was the strongest sector last month, up 4.4%. Uh, and year to date, technology is one of the strongest sectors up about 30%, only beaten really by by financials up about 30% as well, and energy up nearly 50%. So we've seen, um, you know, oil prices, which were extremely weak last year, they've re- recovered strongly this year. And that's, that's helped the, the energy sector not last month, but for the month for the year as a whole, energy has been a strong sector.
0: And we turn our attention to fixed income markets and usually in times of stress we do see a, a flight to safety in terms of maybe some of the core eurozone sovereign bonds so just maybe you could bring us through what sort of price movements we saw in eurozone government bonds over the month and there was also some news in terms of uh, appointments at the federal reserve in the us if you could bring us through some of that detail
1: okay well, just maybe the latter one first um, the federal reserve chairman has been re-elected for another Four years. Um, he's a Republican. He's been re elected by a Democratic um, president, which is um, not the first time that's happened, but um, he has been re elected. As regards the bond markets, it's like an interesting move in the bond markets during November because we're seeing strong economic growth. We're seeing stubbornly high inflation. Uh, and normally that would mean that bond prices would struggle. But the, the exact opposite happened last month. Bond prices were quite strong. It mainly relates to a flattening of the yield curve in the U.S. So what's happening is that uh, short expectations are rising for short term interest rates, which has helped the longer end of the market uh, out out to 10 years. So the markets are now expecting two or three interest rate rises next year in the U.S., which is the first time for a long time that that's been the case. Uh, And it's the case because economic growth is strong in the US and we have this inflation issue which we'll sure talk about further in in, in a few minutes time. So um, unusually really given the circumstances bond markets did well but it's primarily to do with the flattening of the yield curve. And just to move our focus then to commodity
0: and and currency markets you've alluded to or touched on a couple of these points already um, in terms of We've seen energy stocks in terms of their equities, uh, rise quite a lot based on oil prices, and um, which is again, feeding into inflation. And you've also mentioned the US dollar versus the euro currency movement and how that's helped uh, Irish investors in particular. But if we maybe touch on commodities first before moving to the currencies. And um, what did we see throughout the month of November? But what does that, I suppose, how does that influence the year to date story? Uh, if, we, if we say, for example, start off with, with energy prices?
1: Okay, well, I mean, commodities have been particularly strong this year. Um, despite the fact they came off heavily, or some of the, some of the commodity prices came off heavily uh, during the month of November. I mean, oil prices were down, you know, 18% during November, but they're up 36% year to date. So oil has been very strong. It's, 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 it's the primary reason why inflation has picked up in many markets. Um, which is a concern but we again think it's transitory rather than a permanent or not permanent but it's transitory rather than a long-term concern you in, in in our opinion and i think that's consensus view in, in the markets but certainly last month commodities were were weak but they remain strong year to date um, so again the concerns we've had about um you know the the new variant of the COVID um virus has caused some concerns that economic growth may uh, slow down a little bit. It's, I think, a temporary situation. We, we've seen markets were strong in the first part of November, a lot of volatility towards the end. But as we move into December, we think that markets will stabilize. And we're certainly seeing that in the first few days of December, that markets have, have re- recovered their composure.
0: And I suppose we try and bring that all together, Richard. Uh, how have these, um, I suppose, the market movements we've seen in in November and into early December, as you say, how has that informed uh, Zurich's positioning when we look through the world through our our active top-down investment process?
1: Okay. Well, well, Ian, we remain positive on equity markets. Um, We actually have taken some money off the table, as it were, Um, actually sort of in, in, in the middle, a couple of tranches in the middle of November, not because we don't like equities, it's just that we you know we felt like taking some profit we've done very well in absolute terms we've done very well relative to our competition um, and we've just taken some profits um, and that gives us the opportunity to go back into equities when we feel it's appropriate to do so so um, even though short term we've taken some money off the table as regards equities we still like equities we've got strong economic growth we've got strong profit growth um and equities remain attractively valued relative to other asset classes primarily government bonds and cash so the, the 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 yield from equities remains much better than the yield from most other asset classes and that's the primary reason why we prefer equities and uh, as we move into the new year um unless something dramatically changes we will maintain our position of being positive towards equities uh, negatively biased towards government bonds and cash. And we've taken um, some profits and equities, but that gives us as I'm repeating myself now, but that gives us the opportunity to go back into equities at the appropriate time.
0: Thank you, Richard, for that overview. And thank you for joining me today. And that brings us to the end of this episode of, of the Zurich podcast. And also thank you to our listeners for tuning in. And for more information on our fund range and to catch up on their latest investment news, please visit zurich.ie.
1: Past performance is not a reliable guide to future performance. Benefits may be affected by changes in currency exchange rates. The value of your investment may go down as well as up. If you invest in these funds, you may lose some or all of the money you invest. Zurich Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.